This is Soulful Living Radio, inspiring stories and expert guests to help you get out of your head and into your heart with your host, Lisa Jamis. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Soulful Living Radio. I'm super excited about my guest today, Dana Garced, and uh, she is a meditation mentor and an I Ching mentor over the past decade. Her own personal journey has led her to many healing modalities, and she even earned her degree in Chinese medicine, which I think is super cool. And through her one-on-one meditation, mentoring, intuitive I Ching readings, she and monthly moon rituals as well, she helps others transform their own lives through the power of meditation and the I Ching. Welcome, Dana. Thank you. It's so great to be here with you. So, and I even feel your sacred space rating into my space. It's yeah, beautiful. We're, we're totally communing in our sacred spaces. I love it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you got started with this, with I Ching and meditation and how you went from where you sort of came from to where you're, where you are now. How did that all happen? Yeah. So I feel like, um, similar to a lot of, uh, people in the healing realm, it all starts with, you know, our own journey and our own personal healing path. Um, so for me that sort of started, um, I guess in college is when I really became cognizant that I wanted to heal some aspect of my life, but I always, I was always super shy. Mm -hmm. I was always struggled with anxiety to a degree, but didn't know that in high school. It was sort of one of those things, you know, high school's tough years. You're learning about yourself. So I always knew that I had this like weird feeling a lot, but it wasn't until later that I'm like, oh, you know, not everyone feels that, you know, that much anxiety. I have memories of like playing softball and like every moment, like, oh, I hope no one's looking at me. I hope, you know, just being in my head all the time. Yes. Um, so yeah, in college was really when like I started noticing it more little issues that I had, I'd complain to people or talk about to people and they're like, that's not really that big of a thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I ended up having this like big breakdown in college. I was going to school in New York city too. So, mm. I mean, anybody that's lived in a city or New York city, there's so much external stimulation, and um, so it's a noisy, difficult place to be if you have any of those anxiety issues anyway. Um, but, you know, I'm grateful for that moment of sort of breakdown because I was like, life shouldn't feel this hard, you know? Like, I think it was, you know, a boyfriend um, cheated on me, but it's college, you know? It wasn't even that big of a deal, to be honest. But, like, I couldn't go to class. I had to skip a friend's wedding. I was supposed oh. to um, give a speech. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, I just can't because I didn't have my stuff together. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse here. So. Yes, curse! We fully embrace <laughs> cursing here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> shit together yeah um yeah. and I'm like this is so silly like if I can't deal with these I mean somewhat petty things in the whole realm of life like I'm never gonna get to where I want to be in life I'm never gonna accomplish what I want to accomplish mm -hmm. um so that's really where the journey began and then I just became a sponge for everything I could absorb of healing um holistic healing so um you know I studied so many different modalities and I eventually um that led me to then going to school for Chinese medicine and acupuncture mm -hmm. um, because I just love the philosophy of holistic healing, which is a little different than allopathic medicine. We know both have their place, but I really liked that, you know, the body as a whole and treating the root causes and mind, body, spirit, all, you know, um, being connected. So I loved that. So that was sort of the path. I mean, I went that way. Um, 
And then through that, the I Ching, which is like one of my favorite spiritual tools, you do uh, tarot, tarot, right? I do tarot. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. So, so I said I Ching, but it's I Ching. Did I pronounce <laughs> I, it wrong? I learned it as I Ching. Okay, I Ching. I will correct so, myself But everyone now. else yeah. says I Ching. So yeah, you know. and a lot of people say tarot is tarot. Like there's, it's so funny. Anyway, yeah, tarot. Yeah. So I basically, um, yeah, it's a, it's an ancient, ancient Chinese oracle system and wisdom book. So, um, through Chinese medicine, I had an elective on it and I was just like, this will be a fun class. Little did I know the impact that it would have on me. It was profound. Um, so between doing the I Ching and even my own personal path, um, has been meditation. So that whole time I was struggling with anxiety and mm. trying to heal myself, um, with the other stuff, the meditation was always the baseline of what I did. I was always delving into different types of meditation practices. Um, so at the end, those are the two things that have really had the most um, profound effect on my healing path. So those are the main, um, the main things that I do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And, um, you know, what I bring to my clients, although I've studied so many different things. So it's great. Cause then I could always say, well, this would work for you, you know, and i bring it all together. But you know, I'm always learning, always, I feel like I'm a student for life. I guess all are right. Me, exactly. And I think so many people in my community, probably yours too, that we're all these like constant learners. We just want to learn all the things. That's, that's, I so relate to that. I want to learn everything, but we gravitate towards one or two that's kind of in our, you know, our majors, I guess you could say. So then from what I remember reading about you, you had one time had an acupuncture business on a beach somewhere. Yes. And, but for, but even then you still felt like something was missing. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, so yeah, I was living in San Diego at the time and, um, we had a space, it was a wellness healing space. So, um, I was doing holistic skincare and acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do remember, uh, specifically I had a client that came in for the holistic skincare and I was doing that and I asked her for a testimonial for my website and she came back and it was just funny because at the time it was skincare. She had come to see me for many sessions. I was like, her skin looks great. Like I hope she, <laughs> that's what she wants, you know, convey in her testimonial. She was like, she came every week too. I almost was like, you don't need to come that much, but she wanted to. What she said was in the testimonial was that she comes and I heal her soul or like something to that. She Whoa. was like, my soul is healed in these sessions. And I was sort of, and she didn't mention the skin at all. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was interesting. I started noticing that I was attracting these people to me um, that were there to talk for me to listen. I mean, even now I've, I've studied some coaching and that is a lot of what goes into um, my sessions too, even especially with the I Ching. It's a lot about, you know, letting people come to their own answers and figure their own stuff out, letting their own intuition bubble up. Um, and it's just us holding space for it, asking the right questions, you know? So that's more what I was doing in my sessions. So I sort of got away from the needles, not that acupuncture isn't powerful, but I sort of got away from all the physical stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and now all my sessions are more virtual. I do some in person, but we're working on more the um, emotional, mental space, uh, spiritual, emotional, mental space now. And I love it. 
I love that you said that um, that I Ching and tarot and those types of modalities. I find the exact same thing in my uh, business, and I same thing. I took a life coaching because I felt like I was already starting to do that with people, and I felt like I needed a little more to be able, you know, a little more of a skill set. Just because I was already people were wanting tarot readings, but it wasn't ever just a tarot reading. It was so much more. So I love that. So tell me when you, when you finally decided, okay, I'm going to hang up my shingle. I'm going to be the I Ching practitioner and um, meditation mentor. Did your inner critic at all go, uh, everybody's doing it. What, what came, did anything come up for you and how did you navigate around that? Yes. <laughs> so I feel like we all have, um, you know, those beliefs that we carry around with us and there's probably some themes that that we all share, but I feel like everybody has, you know, maybe their own specific one. Mine is always, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. We hate so that one. Yeah. And that yeah. comes up. I know. Yeah. But it's interesting. So I, you know, and just the mirroring through clients, through friends. So that's helping me a lot now um, because I see how far I've come. In the beginning, um, I couldn't charge for my eaching services because I was like, this is something I use for myself. Like, I love it. It's transformed my life. But, you know, I don't really know if this is going to help someone else or if they should pay me for it. So I did it a lot in the beginning for friends for free. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it felt good in the sense my, that inner critic wasn't as loud because it's free. What's there to lose, right? That's right. I get all this amazing feedback and, you know, they were getting such great results. And then at one point it didn't feel like a good energetic exchange anymore to do free. So then I'm like, all right, let me add money to that. The moment I started charging, you know, it was like 50 bucks at the time. That inner critic was screaming, like, who are you to charge for this? You know, you mm-hmm. school for acupuncture, not the I Ching. And, you know, so that that was really interesting when you add money and that energetic exchange. Um, but, you know, now my sessions are $127 and that feels aligned for me. You know, this is all just numbers we make up anyway. It doesn't really matter. But it's just interesting how um, you can see your beliefs at work when you add that element. Um so, so yeah, it's always that like not good enough and seeing someone else doing something, comparing, but you know, we just have to use our own tools, come back. And that's where the meditation comes in too, because, uh, being consistent with my meditation practices, um, that really helps me, you know, kind of nip that, that ego, that fear voice and really come from the place of my, my soul and my intuition where I know, you know, I stand in my worth. I know that, you know. I'm whole, I, I, you know, whatever I am feeling I can do, I can do, you know, all of those kind of other end of the beliefs. <laughs> I, I love uh, me too. And I love, there's so much in there. I love that. I want to talk about. So number one, I love that you mentioned that money is uh, like, I talk to this about to clients all the time who want to start a business, especially a healing one. There's something that feels weird when you first start because you're helping people a charge for it is kind of feels uncomfortable a lot of times. And I love how you mentioned that, you know, money is really energy. It's not even real, actually, when you think about it, it's, you know, so it's so much of what's holding us back a lot of times from. And when the, the other thing you said, which I completely relate to, is when you start doing it for free is because I'm talking to students about this right now. Yeah, it feels good at first. But when it starts to feel like you just sort of start, it starts to feel like an energy drain that you're not, then it's time to add the money piece in. But it's, but it's also hilarious how being an entrepreneur just puts you up to your shit every single day. Your stuff just comes up when you suddenly decide to 
be an entrepreneur and put your own creative heart out there. It's amazing. So share with me about, um, okay, so tell us about meditation. So not everybody who's listening knows what it is, how to do it. A lot of people have, there's tons of misconceptions out there. I don't have enough time. I can't, you know, I can't um, block my thoughts or whatever. So share away. I'm, I'm, the stage is yours. Enlighten us. Yeah. So I guess I got to a point, um, like I said, I had anxiety. Stress was a big component of what led me to meditation, quieting my mind. Um, all of that. So I, when I started, I started very simply with, um, you know, just following my breath, breath work. Um, I did a lot of, uh, CDs at that time. Uh, CDs was what we bought. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Those things. Yeah. 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 Whatever. MP3. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of the nature sounds. Um, so just a lot of that. And, um, you know, it would help me relax pretty quickly, so I would use those a lot in the beginning, um, sort of like relaxation meditation techniques. Um, but pretty quickly, I started like getting this feeling that it was a Band-Aid almost. Like, okay, I can listen to this track or like go to my breath and feel relaxed for those 5, 10, 15 minutes. But nothing in my life was changing. And then I would still get to the point that I was like, you know, crazy and like so it was just felt like this vicious cycle almost almost like you know I was just band-aiding the the real problem um so that was a pivotal point in my meditation journey um I noticed because I started saying what's up with this you know why 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 does this feel um so unfulfilling my practice and it really took me on this path of discovering several different types of meditation and um really what meditation is in its essence um, so I came up with this system that I call it meditation for transformation. And it's really composed of, um, I would say three main types of meditation. Mm -hmm. So back to your question, what is meditation? I mean, for me, there's many different practices. They almost say it's like the word sports, you know, there's many different types of sports. There's many different types of meditation. Um, so knowing what meditation you need at that time that will help you, I think is super important. Huh? Genius. I never thought about it that way before. I love that. Yes. Most people turn to, I would say, is mindfulness. Mm -hmm. um, and with mindfulness, you have the two components. You have that focus, so where you're just focusing your, your attention on, you know. So in the beginning, I was kind of doing more focused stuff. I was focusing on my breath. So that was allowing me to find peace because I was coming back to the present moment, getting out of my head. Even those nature sounds, I was finding peace because I was getting out of my head and into the moment on a nature sound or whatever the anchor was. Um, so that's one component of mindfulness. The second component is sort of insight or truth. So what was happening for me is I was numbing out from every problem in my life, you know, in those moments of coming back to myself, but I wasn't uncovering truth in my life. So there were so many things that I was doing to create my own pain, to stay stuck, you know, in these relationships that kept repeating that were making me unhappy or not pushing out of my comfort zone in work. So then I was unfulfilled at my job. And, you know, so instead of numbing, what I had to start doing was facing that pain, that discomfort, and really looking for how I was keeping myself stuck, my patterns. And that's sort of the second part of mindfulness to really learn how to be with your difficult feelings and emotions so you can really uncover the wisdom that's under that because that's all guidance for you to create change in your life 
Um, so, so that's really where I started. And then the other meditation, I don't need to get into it, but that's always the basis. Um, but then I, I say there's also reflection practices, which I sort of, uh, consider that's when you're feeling stuck and you need to delve deeper. So for me, that's the I Ching, that's tarot, any Oracle system. Um, journaling is really powerful that asking yourself really, you know, tough questions and allowing yourself to come to the truth of that. Um, and then the final one I teach and use in my own life is visualization. So eventually, if you want to create change in your life, you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to take a scary action that's out of your comfort zone that's different than what you've been doing to stay stuck. Visualization is very powerful. Practice it in your mind first. Know what you want first. See it. Feel it. Practice it in your mind. And then it'll be become much easier to um to take the action and change your life. So those are the three types of meditations I use and teach. So yeah, meditation is a lot of different things. <laughs> wow. And you know, thank God there are people like you to actually lead people along that journey because I think a lot of people start out with the great intention. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do it 20 minutes a day. I'm going to focus on my breath. And then they drop it because they don't think they're doing it right or uncomfortable feelings come up, especially if they do it steadily for you know, a month or two, then they notice in those quiet times that suddenly they're like, why am I suddenly thinking about what happened in third grade? What's happening to me? And then they pack it away and run away from it because we don't like to face pain. We like to just feel good all the time. So um, when you're working with someone and you're mentoring, what does that look like? What are some of the things you would do with people? What are, you know, some of the programs you have? Um, yeah, I just want to revisit one thing. Yes. <laughs> Anybody is left. I like to get really complex with meditation. Yeah. But for anybody just starting out, the biggest thing, like you said, is a lot of people think they're doing it wrong because they cannot quiet their mind. Yes. And I want to just express to everyone if you if you're just starting um, with meditation and either you've tried it and feel like you can't do it or you're finding it hard and you're gonna quit, I really want to emphasize. The point of meditation is not to quiet your mind. Your mind is meant to think. Thank like, you. Yes. Your mind is its own, own thing, and thinking is what it does. It problem solves. It, it takes a lot of information in from all your senses and processes it. So it's, it's a noisy sort of wild animal, if you will. So your job is sort of to rein it in and to learn how to work with it so that it can kind of do its thing powerfully which is think process, but not control you, you know, cause you are not your mind. So, so if you have thoughts, know that's part of the process. Your only job is to, you know, if you have the anchor, let's say it's your breath, focus on the breath, the mind wanders, bring it back. Mind wanders, bring it back. That is the practice of meditation. It's not clear all thoughts and be blissful. You know, that's that that could be a side effect and that could happen sometimes, but it's not the point. So if that doesn't happen, you're not doing it wrong. You're uh, simply strengthening. Every time your mind wanders and you come back to the breath, you are strengthening that meditation, that focus muscle. So know you are doing it right. I love um, so that. That's sort of the caveat I wanted to no, say. No, I'm so happy you said that because even in my own practice, there are some days where my mind is way more noisy than others and I'm doing it and doing it and at the end I'm like wow that sucked but it didn't suck because I still am in the practice and it's still some days my mind is quieter some days it's not but I still keep up someone said it was kind of like um 
working out, you know, you go and work out at the gym for a day, you're not going to see any difference. You work out steadily, consistently over time, you're going to see definition. Some of your workouts are going to be not very good. You'll feel like, boy, that was shitty. Other workouts will be like, I feel like a superwoman. But at the end of the day, it's little, I love that. So thank you for sharing that. 100%. And everyone can meditate. Some people like, I can't meditate. It's helpful if you find the right type of mindfulness for you. Some people like, don't like to sit and they want to be more active and walk. You can do mindful walking. You can do mindful mindful eating. So find something that works for you and start there, I would say too. Um, so I just really wanted to get that caveat. So people weren't scared off. Cause I'm no, like, yeah. I love uh, it. No, it's okay. You're, just, you're speaking. The people that'll probably listen to this are in my community and they wouldn't be scared of you at all or what you were saying at all. They got, they get it. It's great. And, uh, and they're just like eating up everything you're saying. So it's awesome. So just address the not enough time. Cause I know that's probably, you hear that all the time with clients, right? When you're mentoring them, like, you know, Dana, I really try, but I just don't have enough time for this meditation stuff. What's your answer to them? <laughs> Do you hear that a lot? First of all? Yes. I'm like the nice answer or <laughs> yeah. I would say, really? Yeah. Are you being with yourself good you're tough you know? mama I like your tough mama about it like really tough love here come on yeah because I think everyone sort of knows on some level that's an excuse because um you have enough time for what's a priority in your life um so if you're saying you don't have enough time it simply means it's not a priority so what I would ask is okay fine do you want to meditate is that important for you mm-hmm. um and then they'll say yes and I'll say then, you know, you, you, you might not, um, find time in your schedule, but you're going to have to make time. So where can you carve out? And really, I mean, I'm talking five minutes to start. I think so half, I would say half of my work is, um, giving people tools. The other half is really helping them integrate it into their life in a way that feels easy and natural for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always say, start where you're at. So you might want to just start by, you know, five minutes, three days a week. And then when I say that, people are like, yeah, like they laugh. They're like, yeah, I have five minutes, three days, three, you know? Yeah, you call and them up. And then expand on that. So you really want to start simply and slowly, but commit to it. So schedule it in how you would schedule any other appointment. Um, and if you're like, you know, five days a week, that feels too much. Do something that really feels doable that you almost have to laugh and say, I can do that. Because then you build on that and you sort of build that like, I did it, like winning muscle instead of like, I failed. And then you're more prone to stop. So I would say start slowly, start where you're at. Awesome. Can you explain a little bit of what I Ching actually is? Because I know, you know, what it's a, it's a type of divination tool. It's a type of um, kind of like tarot, I believe. It cuts through our inner mind chatter and gets at our own intuition. Is that, is that accurate how it works? Yeah. So it's a tool and that's how I use the tool. Um, I think it's considered a book of wisdom. So if you are to just read the book from front to back, it's it's broken down into um, 64 hexagrams. So tarot has um, 78 cards, 78 cards. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So these 64 hexagrams are sort of 64 different cycles of change um, that we can all experience. And it's sort of like that's complete. So at any moment in your life, you're experiencing one of those. Mm. So it sort of um, is one of those things. But there's a lot of lessons built in about how to be. They use like the wise man or, you know, they, they probably mostly do the masculine, but the wise person. Um, so it's how to to build your character, how to be the best you can be. Um, so if you just read it from, you know, front to back, you would get a lot of wisdom just by learning how 
to deal with life mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and how to build your character and cultivate yourself in this sort of best way possible. Um, but you can also use it as a divination tool, which would be, um, you know, casting. I guess we don't really have to get into that, but just how you would pick the oracle, uh, pick the tarot cards. You would do a cast. Um, so you would ask a question, you would come to a place where you're feeling stuck. So I always have people fill out a questionnaire because even just going through those questions for themselves gives them a lot of clarity and it gets them really clear on where they're stuck. Cause you do want to come with somewhat of a clear mind. Cause if not, it's going to be hard to interpret the reading for yourself. That's why I act as a bridge and I help people. I'm happy to teach people to do it themselves, but a lot of people confuse themselves more because they're not grounding first. They're not clear on what they want to know. You know, there's a lot of, um, distraction in that but um yes yeah, so you do you ask a question you do a cast and you come up with the um hexagram so usually one or two hexagrams there could be a potential future hexagram that comes up which just means that's the direction you're heading you have the power to change it if you don't like it but it's just showing the energy that you're putting out there that will soon come to fruition so if you like it, great, keep doing it. If not, let's change something. Um, and it really does shine. It'll tell you, I love like, it always tells you where you're at so that you can sort of resonate with it. You're like, yes, it like it's listening. It knows you get this almost like magical feeling like, whoa, that's what I was thinking and feeling. And then it'll always shine some light on some blocks. So maybe some things you're doing that are keeping you stuck or some things you need to do to get unstuck or ways you're thinking that are out of a line. So it's always gonna shine a light on a block if you've come to it because you're stuck, you know, um, and then it'll give you a future one if that's, you know, the if, if you're far enough energetically along to have be creating a future sort of energy. And um, I can speak to that personally. I loved my session with you and I felt it was really cool because you do the casting before you hop on the call with someone, which I thought was really interesting and cool. And then you spend your the hour, which was amazing. So highly recommend that people yeah. connect and with was, you on that. I was like, you know, we do the divination piece, but I ask a lot of questions and I let the, pro I'm like, this is what the Achim says. What do you think that means for you? Exactly. You know, at the end of the day, it's about allowing you or the, the client to figure it out on their own. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been to psychics where I did not resonate with what they said. Yes. Didn't make a difference in my life. Not, not at all. Wrong, not, you know, but if you don't resonate, I know. you're going to resist it. Yeah. So. It's baby steps. We have to, and that's what the I Ching does, and that's what I help. It gives you like the next thing you need to know because if it's too many steps ahead, most people shut down. That's so true. <clears throat> I tell people that all the time. If they start looking at the, sometimes you need to look at the big picture. You need to step back to calm down because because if you're taking care of too many details, it's overwhelming. But more often than not, we need to like let go, like just step out of the big vision for a sec, just because it then like if I think of oh I want to you know, be a public speaker, a published author, you think about the published book on the shelf, it just seems like too impossible. But if you do the little baby steps, like, oh, I'll, you know, start writing my first outline or whatever. So I love that. I love that. So um, I have a kind of a philosophical question, but I love this question for people. If you had one message to leave the world, just one thing that you just want to shout on the rooftops as your last thing to say to humanity, what would it be? I, I always love to see what just pops up in my yeah, head. Exactly. Yeah. And it was so simple and it was like, you've got this, Yay. you know? And I think it's like back to my belief that like, you know, so many people think they're not enough and they just don't step into their gifts in life. And it's such a shame because 
that's what's going to heal the world. More people stepping up and stepping into their gifts. I truly believe that everyone is here for a purpose. We're all special and we all have this really very specific purpose for ourselves. Um, and it doesn't even have to be our career, but it's just us living in that purpose and that passion place and uh, that place where it's our sort of zone of genius, where we can add to the collective. But self-doubt always kind of knocks people down from there. So like, you've got this is what came up for me. But really, like, keep following that, like, whisper, that that thing that you're you're feeling like you've got to do. Um, and when the doubt comes up, really find the tools to help yourself move through it. It's it's unfortunate. I mean, that's why, you know, I, I teach what I teach with the meditation and the I Ching, because we're not given these sort of tools to help battle these kind of inner critics and to push out of our comfort zone and really feel safe and secure. Um, so, so yeah, find the tools for yourself, whatever they may be, find them and use them so that you can really live in your power and give back to the collective and just, um, you know, help sounds cheesy, but help heal the world, help us all sort of evolve and expand to this next place where I think we can all get to if we really all, you know, get over our fear, get over ourself, you know, kind of get over yourself. It's not about you. You know, we're all connected. So, so bring it. That is amazing. You actually got me very teared up as you were saying that whole, like the cheerleader to the world. I love your message. Thank you so much. So what's, first of all, what's coming up for you in terms of what are you offering? Is there a challenge? Is anything coming up for you in the next while you can share with people Um, or, or how they can work with you? Yeah. So the, the newest thing that I'm super duper excited about, I just launched it this month. Um, it's a easy way to work with me and, um, it's a membership program. So it's my moon and meditation monthly membership program or monthly support circle. Um, so each month we do a moon and meditation ritual, usually around the full moon. Cause that's really where I like uh, the potent energy, but we'll see each month, uh, you know, what, what feels uh, the best time to do it, but it's one monthly moon and meditation call where we go deep. So many people, even if they get to a point where they're doing five minutes a day here and there, um, they're not taking their practice deeper. They're not connecting to their intuition on a regular level. They're not checking in to see if they're on their path still, or if they've shiny object syndrome has sort of pulled them off. So this is really a time to come together to yourself with a, a group of supportive women to just reground, regroup, connect with your intuition, get into a dialogue with the divine and, um, your inner wise woman, which I like to call her or intuition, um, your soul and really see what messages have you been missing on go, go, go mode for the last month. And, you know, most people, they readjust where they're moving. They get this big aha of something they need to create. Um, so a lot of magic happens on these, you know, 60 to 90 minute calls where we're doing this work. And I'm inviting you to go deeper once a month. Um, and then there's a, I'm, I'm building it out a lot of other things. So we have a Facebook group and I'm doing mindfulness Mondays, wisdom Wednesdays. You can get an Oracle card pulled. I'll do a guided meditation, um, once a week. So there's a lot of elements that I'm adding, um, and expanding on as the months go on. So that I'm really excited about. Also, I always have one-on-one I Ching sessions, one-on-one meditation mentoring sessions. So if anybody's looking to start the practice, they're struggling, I really, we have a conversation of where you're at, what you want out of your practice, and I really help you design a practice that will really fit nicely into your lifestyle based on your time commitment that you can do now, 
the benefits you want, um, all of that and what you what you like, because that'll really uh, dictate the best meditation for you as well. That sounds incredible. So how do people sign up? They go to danagarset.com. Is that what and they yep. can sign up for the monthly that's starting now? You've already launched it? Yep. So um, it's a monthly program. So really anyone can jump in anytime they want. Um, so uh, yep, danagarset.com and then the work with me and you'll see all my offerings there. And they can and find, then, and uh, you're, on, you're on Facebook. Are you on Instagram as well? Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Keep it super simple. Okay. Dana Garced. Um, and Again, back to simplicity, Dana at danagarsed.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to email me. Happy to answer them. Awesome. We'll have that all available in our show notes. Thank you so much, Dana, for your time today. I truly adore you, as you know. You're fantastic. And I'm so grateful that you spent time with us today to share your wisdom and your amazing words. So have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. Take care. Bye.